You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center in Tallahassee, Florida. We are a Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located on the campus of Florida State University. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who has come in order to bring us a sound of hope that is a sound that replies to the rattling of our bones. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, That sound from that Ezekiel reading is is a sound that maybe we can start to imagine within our own heads as we start to imagine what it must have been like for Ezekiel to have this vision where he was called into this battlefield by the Spirit of God. And there, God has him look out over a field that is filled with bones. And you can start to sort of imagine in your head just kind of what that looked like. You can imagine what it was like to see the skulls there and to, to see the rib cages there and to see the, the, the arm bones and the leg bones and the hip bones and everything else that would have been there. And as you think about what that scene must have looked like and, and you hear God commanding Ezekiel to prophesy to those bones, you can imagine what that rattling sound must have sounded like as the bones start to kind of shake and rattle against each other and then they they start to find you know uh, the the leg bone finds the knee bone and in the and and everything starts to rattle together and you start to have these uh, the skeleton army start to form in front of Ezekiel and and you start to imagine in your head both the sound and the vision and what that must have looked like and then on top of that what it must have looked like for there to come upon those bones sinew and muscle and all of the things that you need in order to keep from rattling. Because the thing about bones rattling is that bones aren't supposed to rattle. I've got a good friend who who says that a lot of organizations are... are, they, they have a lot of really great structure. The problem with that is that, uh, you know, when you have structure, structure shouldn't show. He says, you know, if, if your skeleton is showing, that actually tells you that there's something bad. If there's something that's showing about your structure, well, that's probably not super healthy. And that was the case for me when I was a little baby. When I was a little baby, it, it actually, uh, you know, it, it happened to me. And, and uh, what happened was I wasn't getting enough food as, as I was a little baby because of something that was going on with my mom's body. And, and because of that, uh, they started to recognize, hey, there's something wrong with Jay because we can see his bones. And sure enough, I've got this picture where I kind of look like a little lizard. And people started figuring out, hey, there, there's something wrong about this. You know, there, there's something that needs to get fixed here. He needs some more food because, well, he shouldn't look like that. And it brings up this question for us. Where are our bones showing? Because the thing about 
that reading from Ezekiel, the thing about the bones there is that it's a diagnosis of what's happening in Israel. What's happening in Israel is, is that there, there's a spiritual dryness. There's a spiritual death. There, there is something that isn't right. Bones shouldn't be showing. Bones shouldn't be rattling. Bones should be standing. They should have sinew and muscle on them. And on top of that, they should have breath in them. But as we think about our lives, as we think about how our lives are going, there are probably some moments where we go, oh yeah, my, my bones are probably showing a little bit here. And for some of you, you have really weird spiritual bodies because in some places your bones are showing and in other places you're extremely overweight. You, you have this weird sort of bulgy look to your spiritual body where, you know, so, some places it's all bone and in other places, well, we hope that there's bone in there in order to carry all of that weight. And that's how we look at our lives. We, we can all notice those places in our lives where we go, this, this is dry. This is bony. This isn't right. And this over here, well, maybe this isn't right for another reason. And we need the Spirit of God to blow into our lives and to fix those issues. Today is Pentecost. It's the celebration of that 50th day after Jesus rose from the tomb. It's the celebration of that 50th day that would have been celebrated by the disciples as, um, as the Feast of Sukkoth. This feast uh, that was sort of a harvest feast for the people of Israel, this feast that was the feast of the giving of the law, this feast that was the feast of the moment in which God's spirit in a lot of ways came to the people of Israel by those Ten Commandments, by the law that was handed down to Moses in, in that moment. And so it makes sense that there's like 120 people that are gathered together with the disciples in that upper room. It makes sense that there's people from all over the place who have come in order to be there at that time. It, all of those things make sense. And we, we kind of know this story if we're Christians and we know it so well that sometimes we let one really sort of interesting fact go. And that is, well... What would have Jesus' body looked like had he not rose from the tomb yet? It's been 50 days. After 50 days, a body is in a state of decomposition that in at least Jerusalem, it would have started to show its bones would have started to show the deterioration and the decay that would have told you that this body was well on its way to just being a skeleton. It's 50 days after the resurrection. 
It's 50 days after the moment in which Jesus was crucified. It's 50 days after the moment in which he died and then was raised again. But had he not been raised again, had he not had the power of the Holy Spirit bring that life back into life so that he rose again from the tomb, that body would have looked pretty gnarly. Likewise, our bodies can look that way. Our spirits can look that way. For a lot of us, it's been 50 days. For a lot of us, it's been more than 50 days. Then we've engaged in that work of the Holy Spirit. For some of us, it's been 50 days since we've prayed. For some of us, it's been 50 days since we've read the Bible. For some of us, it's been 50 days since we've done the things that we're used to doing in that power of the Holy Spirit. And some of you, it's not. Maybe some of you here like, I... I'm okay. I'm, I, I've got some sinew on my bones. I've got some breath in my life. But you always recognize what it's like if you didn't have that gift. And the amazing thing about these stories is that all of these stories explain to us that there's always a chance for you. There's always a way that God will come and bring you back to life. God will send his prophet to you in order to prophesy to your bones. God will take you from even the point of your being knitted together in your mother's womb and he will bring you out of that womb and he will bring you out into this world and bring you to be baptized. He will send his Holy Spirit to rush upon you as he sent that Holy Spirit to rush upon his disciples on that Pentecost day. All because he promised to do so. All because you are never so far away from God. You're never so dry. You're never so rattly that God can't do something with you. Our God is a God who raises the dead to life. He rose Jesus to life. He rose Lazarus to life, and he will rise you to life on the last day. That is the promise that we have. That is the promise of Pentecost, is that one day we will experience what it's like to have a body that is so filled with that Holy Spirit power that it will not decay 50 days, 100 days, 200 days, 300 days, and into eternity. That just like Jesus' body, our body will continue to breathe, will continue to have sinew upon it, will continue to have flesh upon it, because that is the body that he is going to raise from our tomb.
That is the good news of the gospel. On Pentecost Sunday. That your bones won't always show. And that even today. That Holy Spirit is breathing life into you. Through his word and his sacrament. To put some flesh on your bones. To quiet the rattling. And to replace that rattling sound. With the whooshing sound. Of his Holy Spirit filling your body. Forgiving your sins. And making you ready for eternity. May you go out into this week recognizing that he has quieted your rattling today and that he is filling you with the quieting power of his Holy Spirit. Amen.